country that has doubts about the veracity of this election. And that's why the process that exists in the law, there's a process in the law that exists after the election, before the results are certified. That process is, has to be allowed to move forward. Otherwise, Tracking Ada is expected to intensify to become a hurricane, but it is also expected to weaken before it gets to any of the coastal sections. Louisiana in that cone of era again. No threat till we get to the end of the week or the weekend, if any threat at all. We have a weak front coming down that's going to touch off maybe a shower, but chance stays low. It'll drop tonight to lows in the upper 60s to low 60s. Tomorrow, early clouds will decrease. It'll become sunny, mostly for the afternoon. A little less humid, still warm. It goes to high of 80. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. Here are some things you need to know if you're asked to evacuate due to an emergency. Establish a personal emergency fund. A few extra dollars could help cover a hotel or gas cost if you're forced to leave. If you need assistance for you or your pets to evacuate, find out what resources your local emergency managers have to offer. Develop an evacuation plan now. Determine where you'd go and how to get there. Have a go kit with emergency supplies and copies of important paperwork. Keep your phones charged to receive emergency alerts and warnings. advisor would come in and say and you too too or something like that i've actually seen it happen welcome you are uh, one of our friends here and to, to just be with us and talking about the world and what it is and about how food it, really and it's about food, food sure. that's yep. my number one project is food yep. just what have you eaten today how about over the weekend or wherever it is you've been eating lately? You had a good little thing for uh, uh, this morning. At, well, it's lunch? more like lunch. Mm-hmm. And and uh, we had a really good dinner a couple of days ago. As a matter of fact, we're, uh, we've been very uh, octogy in a pretty good... <laughs> I like that one, octogy. Yeah, listen to it. It's it's a funny word, yeah. but it is for real. Octogy, yeah. Yeah, That's a good uh, one. <clears throat> so... Uh-huh. Anyway, we have all of that, and we talk about it a lot, as well as everything else that you want to bring up. So uh, call us up. In other words, it's the food show. It's the food show. It's Tom exactly Marianne right. Fitzmorris. That's time. I'm Marianne, and we are here to talk with you about food, as Tom has done for nearly 33 years. Me for just about two, but, uh, you know, I'm, get, I'm aiming to catch up. So um, please give us a call. If, mm-hmm. As Tom used to say... In the funnier in the in the days when um, the show was very different, uh, it, and Tom, I always said that he was at his best when begging for calls. And I, my favorite begging pitch was, if you've ever had anything to eat in your whole life, mm-hmm. give us a call. <laughs> Yeah, Which is kind of all-encompassing. I mean, you can't fault him that for was, that. That was one of our clever, clever rhymes. That was a long, long time ago. Yeah, Tom. it, was, used to, it was our uh, trademark. to say that. Yes, it yeah, was. And yeah. I used to always laugh at that because it was uh, it was pretty desperate, but it was fun. And whenever Tom was begging for calls, I thought he was always at his best. That mm-hmm. and Wentworth Brewster. 
and we're still uh, looking for the scripts for Wentworth Brewster, and I sure hope we find them at some point. Five five six nine six nine six is the number if you want to talk to us. That is what we would love more than anything else, and we have two hours to do that. It's a nice respite from all the bad news out there, so join us and. Uh, we want to talk about things like we talked about yesterday, the yeah. the mist that comes out of a satsuma when you peel the skin away, or the oh. fact that you can smell peaches 10 feet away and know that they're going to be absolutely divine. Those are the kinds of things that we would love to talk about. We'd like to hear any reports that you have <laughs> from meals that you've had, and uh, we will do the same. What time? Well, good. Uh, we've off to a good start then we've had a grotesque amount of eating i can't yeah. even tell you where it started but i hope it ends soon because it's absolutely obscene yesterday after we went to cured period covington cured cured covington i never did finish talking about my club sandwich which was about what you would expect from a place that has spent most of its time as an organic grocery. And I do not know for certain that those two are connected, but I think that there is at least a loose connection. And I, I should have asked, but I didn't. So um, the club sandwich was... The club sandwich. The club sandwich was, first of all, I like the bread. I don't know what kind of bread it was. It looked like it, if there's such a thing as a brioche loaf, that's what it looked like to me. It was a little softish, but it was toasted fine, and I liked the bread. It I, was I, definitely different than totally normal. Totally agree. I totally yeah. agree with that. It was, um, it was warm, which I don't expect from a club sandwich and don't like. And um, it had house-roasted turkey. That was great. I'm sure it was organic. They had blue cheese on it, if my memory serves me correctly, and also Havarti with bacon and a couple of sauces or spreads and then microgreens. Microgreens. Yes. Uh, I used to what make happens? fun of John Besh when I first got to know him oh, well, back uh, at the... At the end of the last century, I used to joke with him about his microgreens because uh, he was the first person that I noticed really high on microgreens. Well, good. This is a, a great first thing to uh, come up with that because if he comes up with a, a new idea, mm -hmm. you got to go it's for it. It's a good it idea, yeah. Because uh, the, the man is brilliant. He is. I mean, brilliant to an almost ridiculous degree. But I, I never get less than great thoughts uh, with glowing mm -hmm. forms of it uh, over there at uh, his restaurant. All of his restaurants. So um, I used to tease him about the microgreens. And then when I started delving more into nutrition, I realized that microgreens are actually very good for you. And that's the point at which I started grabbing all microgreens I could get my hands on when they were garnishes on a plate or someone else's plate even. <laughs> I eat more than my share of microgreens. But mm -hmm. the idea of having them in a sandwich, I find kind of unappealing. Mm -hmm. All of that said, you would, you would think that that meant that I did not like the club sandwich that I had at Cured yesterday, but I actually really did. What was in it? It, it was all the things that I just mentioned. And um, I, 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 I think there was ham, but... Nothing 
too much because sometimes I think club sandwiches can be overstuffed, which again, I don't mind, but this was, this was just like an odd club sandwich, but it was not odd in a bad way. Mm -hmm. It wasn't an improvement on a traditional club because when I want a club, I want a traditional club, but I like the sandwich and I thought it was good along with all the other things that we got at Cured. But we left there kind of popping. It was really popping. a lot popping. It was a lot of food. And I was not ah, hungry I at see. all yesterday. However, there was more eating to be done. It's what we do for content here on the food show. So we drove to Jack Mel Inn last night for the steak night special that they do on Tuesday nights. You have heard us talk glowingly a lot about Jack Mel Inn because we are big, big fans of the place. And last night it was really romantic. There were a lot of fireplaces. There are a lot of fireplaces in that place and they were all going. And for that reason, it was kind of warm in there. So that was not all that appealing, but because I was not, I was dressed for a cold restaurant space which most restaurant spaces are so it was um it was a little warm in there but it was quite busy for a tuesday night and i don't know that anybody was there for the steak night special other than us that place is fantastically good and the uh, menu in front of us made me want to ditch the steak night and go with one of the menu items. But we had a cause, and that's why we went, so we stuck with it. Did you like the steak knife, Tom? Oh, yeah. Steak knife. I That's a, a, a very pleasant restaurant. Uh, the one you're talking about is the one in... in on. Uh, no, I'm not talking about the steak knife in Lakeview. In Lakeview, that's I'm not, what I'm I was thinking. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about steak <clears throat> night, as in evening, at... Jack Mel Inn. Jack Mel, which is beautiful. It is. And we, it, we was a, it was a lovely, lovely meal. And we will get into depth about it when we come back after this break with messages from our sponsors, 5569696. Tony Mandina's roots go back to Salaparuta, Sicily. His father left in 1924, but those connections are still powerful. The restaurant uses extra virgin olive oil and wines made at Villa Mandina in the ancestral home. Tony's restaurant started in 1982 with 14 tables and has grown to seat 180, with his daughters and granddaughter running it now. Now this West Bank favorite still serves their delicious Sicilian New Orleans menu in a place that feels like home, and pick up some of their famous red gravies sold in groceries all over town. Tony Mandina's 1915 Pratt Street, Gretna, 362-2010. Casa Garcia is tucked into a shopping center where Metairie turns to Kenner, Octavio Garcia has been welcoming people in to enjoy the flavors of his homeland since 1984. Try the seafood sampler, seafood nachos, or a 14-ounce grilled pork chop. Octavio's mother, Sarita's tamales, are on the menu, but I'll stick to her delicious flan. Casa Garcia, 8814 Veterans Boulevard, Metairie, 
464-0854. I remember the day when someone at the radio station brought me a bottle of Cousin's salad dressing. It was made by a young couple in small batches, and it was delicious. I was proud to have them sponsor my show just as I am now, but the line has expanded since then to include an olive oil, an herb vinaigrette, fresh salsa, and blue cheese, as well as an original Creole tomato. A delicious dressing that also makes a great quick dip. Cousin's Salad Dressings, in the produce section at your favorite store, CousinsProducts.com. You make me feel so young. I think that's it. I think we're back. I, I don't think so. Are we still there, buddy? Yeah. No, we're back. Okay. All right. Five five six nine six nine six is the number if you want to talk to us. We're here to talk to you. We're talking about Jackmel Inn, where we went last night mm-hmm. for steak night. What a what a road that was, and it was. Huh? Go ahead, Tom. Talk about the road. Well, for one thing, uh, that mm-hmm. it it brought them it to a part. It was lonely and dark. Uh, that uh, it it was busy and uh, full service service uh, all the way through. All kinds of neat things. Uh, I've had to, to that the other partner in that company. But I've never had one there, and I'm kind of surprised that uh, such a version uh, is there at all. But they are, and uh, so you, you can really get that uh, very salived. So we, so we sat there down, we and um, thank you. we were both distracted by the conversation at the next table, which was about trains. Oh, that's me. Mm-hmm. You want to know mm-hmm. about trains? Call me mm-hmm. or write me. <clears throat> I have mm-hmm. to tell you something less than what I know, mm-hmm. but you know there are parts of the country where they don't let you use uh, trains. Yeah, train stuff. So um, <clears throat> I like the waiters at Jack Millen. They're mostly girls, but they're all pretty much students at SLU. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're all nice. And they're all attentive. I like them. We walked in, and it was warm and inviting in there. Paul, the owner of the restaurant, was standing at the bar talking to some of his customers. And uh, that's where you usually will find him. So we sat down at a very nice table. And um, we started off with Tom got his drink. And um, I had to help him order that because it's it's increasingly difficult for you to explain that i think tom so yeah yeah and then there was a problem because they didn't have one of the vermouths so i don't really know how half a how half and half works if one half is missing but anyway you got i think the red vermouth it's around here somewhere so then um then we had uh i was trying to decide if i wanted onion soup but i didn't see it on the menu so that was kind of good and we ordered the steak. The steak deal at Jack Mill Inn is unbelievably good. For $20, yeah. you get a soup or a salad, a six-ounce filet or a six-ounce, I guess, strip, or maybe bigger strip. I don't know because it was a bigger steak than mine. Good start. You get a pile of... Red mashed potatoes. What? Or smashed potatoes, I guess. 
What was that like? I actually and then had four something or like five that. spears of asparagus. Mm-hmm. Now that's it, but that's two courses for twenty dollars, which is an extraordinary deal. Now, every time we go and do something like this, just to test out what it is, we always wind up ordering more because, first of all, we like the things that are on the menu, and you know we will do the deal, but but we want to get some extra stuff. So last night. Tom and I mm-hmm. got a crab cake that we split. And um, Tom is looking at the oysters, but he's already had the oysters, and I really wanted to try the crab cake. And we've had the crab cake before. I think that they changed their crab cake presentation there because the one that I had last night was frankly not as good as others I've had. It was a little bit confusing. It had some errant Asian flavor in there that I picked up at some point. It had lots of microgreens on it. But it also had some pickled vegetables. Pickled vegetables. Yeah, now, there's and, something I've never even heard of before. What is that? Yeah, I mean, I love pickled vegetables, but I'm a purist when it comes to crab cakes. And I really like to have the flavor of the crab meat, which is very delicate, be the dominant flavor. That was not the case here last night. I felt that the pickled vegetables, which do tend to be a strong flavor, not one I'm complaining about, but I like them in their place. I didn't think a pickled vegetable was an appropriate topper for a prime and expensive crab cake. Yeah, you're right on there. So, I mean, as much as I liked it, I mean, you can't go wrong with crab cake and you can't go wrong with pickled vegetables. Those two do not belong on the same plate as far as I'm concerned. And that's just me. That's my personal opinion. But I, I'm sticking to it. And uh, I'll stick it to it. Yeah. And Paul came over to talk and he talked about his, um, his uh, bread issue. He had some problem with the bread that he was getting from Randazzo's. Now, that's a, that's a while ago, isn't it? Randazzo's. No, Randazzo's. Where, where, when have you run into that lately? Randazzo's is um, a bakery on... Randazzo's, the, the family is, you know, like a big king cake operation. And they have a place on 190 up in Covington. But there's a bakery where most things come from on 59 at the S-curve between Covington and Mandeville. And that's a, a bakery? And something happened there, and I don't remember what he said exactly, but he stopped getting his bread from Randazzo. So now he's just getting it from Cisco till he figures out his next move. But we liked it. The bread was that's not bad. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that you eat in restaurants and, in fact, in very high-caliber restaurants that are from Cisco, and you don't know the difference. But um, it was really toasted. He does very good bread, I think, generally speaking. The mm-hmm. bread at all of his restaurants, are worth. it's worth eating. Whereabouts is this? Hmm? Where is this? Uh, Jack Mellon. Jack Mellon. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So this uh, can make it to their menu. Well, yeah, that's what they did. Okay. That, so I... that's what we're talking about. So um, he came and sat down and talked about his bread, and then we, uh, we talked about the crab cake a little bit and the steak special and business in general. 
and the election and all of those things. And then um, he went milling around to other tables and uh, what turned up was a gnocchi dish. Oh, he no also kidding. brought over. That is he also brought over gnocchi. some um, Willamette Valley Pinot Gris and poured a glass for all of us and we shared a glass of wine. This was a nice crisp Pinot Gris. And um, the gnocchi that came out after Paul left was perfect, as is everything that comes out of that kitchen, except, except after I just complained about the crab cake. It wasn't good. It was just not to my liking, as oh, waiters well, like to say. Want that. As waiters like to say. Yeah. So the gnocchi was plump and seared and in a little mushroom broth mm -hmm. and it had crab meat as well so if i had known that he was going to do that i would not have gotten the crab cake although i am kind of glad i got the crab cake to see that presentation but um so we were kind of full we were kind of full by the time the steaks arrived and i ordered the there was a mushroom cream soup on the menu and Tom got the salad. The salads at Jack Mel Inn are really nice. They come in this big bowl. They're full of interesting everything. There's a little pile of cheddar cheese on it. And, and I don't know, I'm not necessarily a cheese in a salad kind of person, although I would never kick cheese out of anything. And the buttermilk ranch dressing that he serves with all of his salads uh, is is really great, or maybe yeah. it's a parmesan. I don't know, but it's good. It whatever started it is. off in the uh, on the weekend at, on the South Shore in the uh, during uh, like in Mandeville and Covington, uh, there would be all of these mix and match kind of uh, <clears throat> weekends, especially when it involved uh, kinds of. Uh, uh, things to make salads out of what, that have a lot going on. Well, that's what came out of that. The, the lady and the guy, well, he passed away. But the lady who owns it uh, just does terrific there in their place. In, go look in Covington. Who are you talking about? Uh, sorry, I don't have the okay. name. Okay. Are, are you still talking about Somebody, Jack Mellon? Jack Mellon, no. Not at this moment, okay. but I'd be happy to do so. Okay. Well, anyway, um, the steak... <clears throat> The, the the mushroom soup that I got yeah. was, again, probably one of the least good things I've ever gotten out of that kitchen, mainly because when it came to the table, it was cold. Oh, yeah, I hate when that happens. Yeah, and, and I was surprised by it because usually, like I said, I'm a huge fan of everything that comes out of that kitchen. I was a little disappointed in that, too. So you had a salad. I had the soup. And then when the steak arrived... It was a great little plate of food. It was a six-ounce filet. It was a nice piece of meat. It was done exactly as I asked. There was no juices to it, which could be because I ordered it medium well. And then you had a strip, Tom. How was your strip? The strip uh, was for the one last night or the one yeah, a year the one before last that. Night. Uh, it was uh, something that almost all uh, these sir sirloin strips, or no, that wasn't a sirloin. It was, I think it was a... a it was a strip, Tom. It's your New York strip. It, it, 
Okay. Well, New York strip is yeah. the same thing. Yeah. Okay. That's what you got. Well, uh, but uh, anyway, uh, I got my. How was it? Of, is the question. Uh, it was good, but it had the problem that a lot of its steaks do, especially the the big ones. It uh, was a little tough. The taste is good. The look is good. And the, it's aroma that smells wonderful. <laughs> but once you start going away with a steak knife, and it's a real steak knife, what are you doing? I'm laughing because, Tom, there are things that you start to do and they stay forever and ever. And yeah. then all of a sudden, maybe they go away and maybe they don't. But I listen to you. You have, you have this thing about New York strip steaks being yeah. tough. It's which true, is what you've always liked about them, that they were chewy. Uh -huh. And it's like all of a sudden you have crossed over to where all New York strip steaks are chewy, which they are, but that you don't like them. So my question is, why do you keep getting them? <laughs> no, I do like parts of it. I mean, that's like but, your but constant complaint about but it. But the main part of it, and if you're pulling up what you think is going to be the tenderest piece of beef that you're ever going to get, you're not going to get that. You're going to get something that might well, be about I'm going to get it because I order a 20, filet. 80% is going to be just great. <laughs> the sauce is going to be great and all of that. But if what you're getting in there is will uh -huh. undust, uh, uh, get you Okay, going. so Tom, and, and it, it, I'm going to recommend something that you're not going to listen to because you haven't for at least the last five years when this little thing that you're on started. Why don't you stop getting the fill? Uh, why don't you stop getting a strip and switch to? Because it's too good a not to go. Yeah, it's too or, well, good. Well, it's not good if you're if all you can do is complain about how tough it is. That's here's not what you good. It's what you do. It's <laughs> not a desirable quality. You serve it at really high fire, and uh, you make sure that there is no shortage of of uh, easy go and kind okay. of. Okay. Uh, it's the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmaurice. <gasps> and if you want to talk about this, and if sirloin strip steak is being just now, we've been rewarding uh, some of our other listeners. Are saying, right, we're going to be back. It's uh, bottom of the hour news yeah, time. Yeah, we have another. Yeah. Louisiana Radio Network. I'm Brooke Thorington. The LSU-Alabama game in Baton Rouge this Saturday will not be played due to COVID-19 issues within the LSU program. In the meantime, LSU turns its attention to Arkansas, who they are scheduled to play November 21st. Coach Ed Ogeron says they should get a lot of players back by next week and could be ready to play the Razorbacks. From what I'm told, our quarantine guys will be back sometimes next week. And uh, we'll have a lot more players at practice next week than we have this week. I think Tuesday and Wednesday we should have an answer to that. And it, right now it looks positive. A committee studying potential policing policy reform met again yesterday with Chair Cleo Fields questioning new state police superintendent Lamar Davis on dash and body camera policy. Field summarized the day's findings to Davis. In state police, you have the option. The officer has the discretion to turn on or off his da dash cam. In state police, an officer has the discretion to turn on or off his body cam. In certain uh, situations. LRN. Okay, Louisiana, you all know the situation. Until there's a vaccine, there's a pandemic. Fortunately, there's an easy, confidential way to give each other a heads up on COVID-19 exposure so we can limit the spread and keep each other safe. If you've had close contact with someone who tests positive, the Department of Health will call and fill you in on testing and resources to stay healthy. Contact tracing. It's that simple. Answer the call. 877-766-2130. Pick up the phone, slow down the spread. Louisiana is worth it. 
Louisiana outstanding licensed contractors that do great work. Regretfully, there are some unlicensed and unqualified scammers out there that can cost you a fortune and they never get the job done. Read your contract carefully, verify licensure, and check references. Cheap prices and promises that sound too good to be true are obvious warning signs of fraud. The Louisiana State Licensing Board of Contractors urges consumers to verify licensure before beginning a construction project. Visit lacontractor.org or download the free mobile app LA Contractor from the Android or Apple Store. AC Ambulance are the ones to talk to for all of your heating and cooling needs. Call Sid. You'll be happy you did. AC Ambulance is also proud to lend a helping hand to our beloved New Orleans music community by partnering with Bougainvillea Productions and Soul Project NOLA for Fridays from the Funky Uncle. Fridays from the Funky Uncle is a free webcast live from the one-of-a-kind Mardi Gras float, the Funky Uncle Lounge, that features New Orleans musicians playing live music to raise money for the entertainment community of New Orleans that have been impacted by COVID-19. The best part is that you can join in the Funky fun time by simply going to www.fridaysfromthefunkyuncle.com every Friday night at 7 p.m. Coming to the Funky Uncle Lounge October 17th will be Johnny Sansone, Catahoulis on October 23rd, Sage Against the Machine on October 30th, and Kirk Joseph's Backyard Groove on November 6th. For more information on how you can support Fridays from the Funky Uncle, follow us on social media at Fridays from the Funky Uncle. For innovative, premium, energy-efficient indoor climate management solutions, make sure to contact AC Ambulance. I get misty just holding your hands in my... Hey, you wouldn't believe what I found yesterday, and I have it with me. I actually have all of those... Uh, uh, parts for singing those songs. I have them within reach of my hand. And I'm going to put it forth a little bit later. So keep keep it with us, you know, if you want to see what that is all about. I think you would. Uh, you'll get some kind of kick out of it. I know I do. Uh, this is the food show. Here's how, what you do. Uh, to, wait, I, I do this every single day. Somebody give me the phone number. Strange, isn't it? Five five six nine six nine six. Nine six six. Nine six six. I'm still there. Oh well, we'll get it. For a lot Close of people. Enough. Yeah. Okay. The food show, and we'd love to hear from you about what's cooking over at your house, in your car, or you know wherever it's been. We want to hear more about it, and uh, smiles on you. This is. Uh, one of those things, you know, around, around these days, the way uh, things work are you walk around and you uh, find everything rough and, and in a bad manner and just everything else. And uh, we, uh, you know, benefit when we push back from that front. Yes, indeed. And uh, now we have a chance to actually get a little bit of that. Just a little bit, you know. You know what's in your almanac today, what? Tom? No, what? Um, something that is, I think, a wonderful thing that the Parkway Bakery folks are doing this, in conjunction with the Copeland boys. Foundation. Yeah. What, yeah, I think great. this might have started. <clears throat> let me see when it started. I think it was maybe five years ago. No, not five years ago. What happened? It's called I Did It For The Turkey. <laughs> Hashtag I Did It For The Turkey. Uh-huh. And it's something that Parkway, the uh, Parkway Poor Boys and the Al Copeland Foundation mm -hmm. gets together every November. 
And every special Thanksgiving poor boy that Parkway does, they give either all of the proceeds from it or portion of the proceeds from it to the Al Copeland Foundation where they are doing incredible things for fighting cancer using immunotherapy, which is a new thing. Uh And they're having a lot of... And, uh, a lot of um, luck with it. And the food we do here in between. And then you will get <laughs> some like really that. great eating there. I mean, no kidding. That that yeah. has been a terrific operation for a All right. long time. Tom, you look like... Uh, Henry, are you telling us there are any callers? No? No, callers. Okay. All right. So um, back to our, our report on Jack Melin. So it was a great deal. This is the kind of stuff that we have in our newsletter when I promote the newsletter every show at the very top of the hour right before we leave I talk about the newsletter that comes out twice a week and all these specials that are in it and I saw it on our own newsletter to go on Tuesday night to Jack Millen and uh, I'm really glad that we did it and we will definitely do it again because it is an insanely good deal at a really great restaurant they have all kinds of good stuff going on there they have that the whole world it's is lunch full of they have nice. that lunch special for fifteen dollars there and like I said you always go and the deal itself is really good but you kind of you know and I guess this is the point of getting people in there you look at the other things that are on the menu and you go well I need that too and I need that too and that's kind of what happens to us anyway every mm-hmm. time we do something like that mm-hmm Oh, we can't wait to see five, that. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. If you want to talk to us, we want to talk to you. So we made this pact today. Since Tom and I both woke up still full from last night, we made this pact that we were not going to go out and eat like that. We're not. I thought we were. Oh, we are. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm but serious. it's always to start tomorrow. So uh-huh. uh, so that's my new plan to, to start tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know, I was reading this book, the Nosedive book, and I've decided that is actually a great um, diet book. It's a great diet book. And mm-hmm. I'm going to really get into reading that very intently, and I think that I may completely give up eating because it's – it focuses a little too much on things that you'd rather not think about. Like, um, I could read you some passages, but, uh, and it, it is fascinating. I mean, it's like, you, if you are a geek, like a scientific kind of geek, this is a great book for you. But if you're looking to get turned on by food, maybe not so much. But it's, um, a passage in there is about the <laughs> the way animals decompose and why the decomposition of animal tissue and all of the organisms that feed on it get turned on by that smell and regular people get turned off by that it's not it's not so dry i mean like he says where things like vultures and other uh creatures that feed on this or even really really hungry humans i guess you know for people like me who eat food that's a little bit over the hill Mm -hmm. but it is definitely uh an interesting book i will say that but i'm going to start using it as a as a diet book 
You know something? Here we are talking about you and about me, too, for that matter. And uh, I've known you and you've known me for a, for a long time. Okay. Oh, yeah. It, it's, uh, uh, and very pleasant it has been. But... Uh, oh. what's, what is your story? Where did you... This, this is where I would just say that one oh, word uh, thing. I'm, hmm. I'm, I'm, <laughs> uh, what do you... How did you uh, get yourself interested in music or food or any Oh, of music. Th- That's another thing I wanted to say about last night. <laughs> so Paul comes to the table. I hope he's not listening. I hope nobody tells him this either. So I hate the 70s. Like, I hate absolutely everything about the 70s, the clothes, the yeah. politics, uh-huh. the music. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it is used rather widely. So so you don't have to go so looking I'm, too hard for I, that. I've noticed, though, I've noticed in actually two of his restaurants, there's another one, New Valari's down here, I've noticed an unusual mix of music. Like, if I go to a restaurant and they're playing Michael Bublé or Sinatra, it's just so melodious and it just is so like hip, glamorous that makes it, your hell. No, it, well, I don't know about hell, but anyway, it um, it really adds to my experience. And if I'm going to a restaurant and they're playing some kind of weird music, like, you know, sitar music or something Mm -hmm. like that, it's jarring and I notice it and I don't like it. But I have to say that Paul's restaurants play a mix of music. Pardon me, Paul is... Murphy, who who owns... Paul Murphy. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, Who plays a mix of music that I find jarring and unpleasant, but not in the same way that I just described. Mm -hmm. All of the music playing overhead in Paul's restaurants are tunes from the 70s. Yeah. And I actually heard for the first time ever in a restaurant in 2020, Cat Stevens. Oh, God. <laughs> I was teasing he was, him um, about that. I went, was, Paul, come on, you're dating was, yourself. Cat Stevens. He was, and he was very proud of it. He I'm going to get this out yet. Go ahead. That, that guy had a hell of a great ability to do music. Cat Stevens? Cat Stevens. Uh-huh. I think Cat Stevens story might have amazing. been the only... And no one's going to believe this. They're not going to believe this any more than they believe the Seinfeld thing. But I have led a sheltered life. I think that Cat Stevens might be the only concert I've ever attended at the proper concert going age. I did go to a concert in Los Angeles with our daughter when she was into her... What's the name of that? Um, the Electronic Owl City. When she was in Owl City, I went to a concert with her. Actually, I went to two concerts with her in Los Angeles. And then I went to a Michael Bublé concert with you and my sister oh, Lord, two that was, uh, years ago or last year. La- last year. And I don't and even like him. And that was it in my whole life. But 
in the proper concert going age, like college or, you know, around that time, Cat Stevens was the only concert I ever went to. I can picture being there right now. And um, anyway, but I've definitely moved on from Cat Stevens. Clearly, Paul has not. And I was I was teasing him last night about Cat Stevens over the uh, in the or I should say buried in the background of your subconscious as you're dining. Well, there you were, but you seem to have survived from. Well, it no, really it well. wasn't. It wasn't buried in my subconscious because, like, <laughs> when I heard it, it was it was arresting to be sure. Anyway, I don't feel the way about Cat Stevens as I did in high school, not in high school, in uh, college. And, and so it was kind of funny to hear him last night. Huh. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. We're just babbling and, now. If you want to talk to us, we'd love to talk to you. And I'd like to suggest, if I may, uh-huh. if you are listening to us and uh, you like music and you like food and you want to put enhancement on everything I just said, uh, turn us on, for one thing, to uh, our our. It's new, no food, just uh, that's what you need to know. For, okay. And wait, wait, just mm-hmm. before you go away, okay. uh, we're bringing in a bunch of uh, little uh, oddballs and kind of n- nice eating around, uh, well, all around right now. So uh, give it a listen, and I think you'll find something you know, very pleasant. It's you'll the food show. You'll find something for sure. Five five six nine six nine six is the number. We'll be back. Mimi's is the best restaurant that has ever been in St. Bernard Parish. A magic combination of terrific owner, hospitality, and talented chef, combined with a charming atmosphere to offer you a great dining experience. Don't miss oysters here. They have two or three different kinds, all wonderful. A terrific burger, if you must. Great steaks, too. Thursday is steak night. Mimi's 712 Judge Perez in Chalmette, 644-4992. Mimi'sBarAndGrill.com. Care Restaurant and Supply has reopened for you to come in and shop. Care has all the wipes, gloves, and sanitizing supplies that you may need, and face masks. They have a great selection of takeout containers, too. Call Billy to help you plan the renovation of your kitchen or dining room. Home Cooks will find a great selection of kitchen tools, too. Hours are 8 to 4 weekdays right now. Buy local. Our city depends on it. Care, hotel, and restaurant supply. Call 482-0294. 4815 Conti Street. Parish Coffee is a small batch, handcrafted blend of carefully selected Central and South American beans. Skillfully roasted to produce a coffee that is aromatic when you open the bag, robust when it's brewed, and very smooth and mellow when you drink it. This is a coffee that will take you through the day. A gourmet roast without the gourmet price. Pick up a bag where you shop or go to parishcoffee.com and see the full line. Parish Coffee. Hashtag wake up to parish i won't dance don't ask me i won't dance don't ask me i won't dance madame with you yes indeedy i would kind of like to do a little dancing right now i have to say tom your edible dictionary word of the day today and it is brought to you by dorignax one of food and wine magazine's top 20 regional supermarkets of all time Garbanzo bean, it is also known as the chickpea, a round, dense, pale, tan bean grown and eaten since prehistoric times in the Middle East. It remains one of the most common ingredients in Middle Eastern and Mediterranean cooking. Ground up, it's the principal ingredient in hummus and falafel. Most garbanzos are sold dried 
or canned, although there is such a thing as fresh. They grow in pods of two bright green beans looking like peas. Since they dry quickly, these pods are almost never seen. The hardness of the bean must be addressed in any recipe using them. Even after being soaked or cooked for a long time, they remain very firm. Food processors have made them much more commonly used. You know, um, back to the 70s. Back to the 70s. Uh, garbanzo beans I first discovered in the 70s in uh, salad bars around, well, everywhere, really. But I was sort of repulsed by them just because they were tan. <laughs> and it took me a very long time to start eating them. They're actually fantastic. I mean, I don't have to tell you that. But hummus was the, uh, the, the application for them. If there's a big confrontation involving a dog, folks, and it sounds bad, it, it, it's going to sound bad because Tom is about to trip over the dog. But anyway, um, the uh, application of garbanzo beans as hummus and I, I think I said this once before, and I was embarrassed about it then, I'm embarrassed about it now, as how late it was before I actually started eating hummus. And it was, I want to say, late 90s, or maybe even into the 2000s. But um, I do like garbanzo beans fried, which is something that you see more of now. First time I saw it was at Mizato in Mizato. Mizato, which was too brief. Haven't heard from her in years. Mizato was too brief. It was, I want to say, 2014. It was definitely 2014. And it ended 2017. It was maybe a little before its time. It was a Los Angeles vibe to a Mexican restaurant and it predated Johnny Sanchez. So it was not the kind of, I don't even think it was Mexican food. I think it was more like a Pan American or Latin American, but that was where I first saw garbanzo beans fried. You would get a little, um, what are they, relish tray, which, <laughs> which is, diametrically opposed in every imaginable way to the, quote, relish trays of yesteryear, like the one that spawned Oysters Rockefeller, where they had oh. olives and things like Making that. that yeah. So now these relish trays have pickled things in them and fried garbanzo beans, and they're hip relish trays. And I can't imagine relish trays of yesteryear ever being hip. But uh, I do like fried garbanzo beans, and I don't see them as much as I used to. You see them also, I think, I think. on the uh, hummus plates at Shia. You know, there's the Shia, there's uh, the hummus bed, and then there's whatever it is that's on top chefs. of that, and then sometimes you'll see fried garbanzos on that. On that. But anyway, garbanzo beans are delicious, and they they look prehistoric, don't they? I mean, they're just so. So bland looking. You know, it's it's fascinating to me. This is the sociologist coming out in me again. It's fascinating to me to 
think about how ancient world cuisines based on items like garbanzo beans and lentils and really um, bland looking and unappealing things got going and supported the evolution of humanity to where we can have gourmet meals like crab cakes with microgreens and pickled vegetables. You know what I mean? It's just so, it's just so um, different from what we eat in America. I call it fake American food, which is, you know, a slap at it. But the truth of the matter is it's, it's quite highbrow. And these kinds of cuisines that have been around for millennia are just so much the opposite of that. And they're good. I mean, it's good. But I don't know how much you can I don't gourmet know if, things if like have, lentils and garbanzo beans. If you, have, uh, if you have a taste for any kind of food or any kind of drink <laughs> and you, and you uh, are willing to take a few minutes out... <laughs> And to sit down and call some friends. Tom's dressing up his bag. The whole thing <laughs> congeals, and the next few minutes, you find yourself surrounded by some of your Happiest. best friends. And yeah. uh, and then onward goes the, the thing that will make you uh, a really... And it makes myself a drink at the break. So, Tom, the translation of that is, if you've ever had anything to eat in the entirety of your life, Give us a call. Is that the translation? Sure, that will work. <laughs> okay. All right, 556-9696, your deaf dining rule, number 523, Tom. Adding a layer of guacamole to a Mexican mm. dish that already has three or more ingredients inside the tortilla yeah, cannot be does. guaranteed to make the dish better. Mm-hmm. I think the tacos are becoming much more complex. Well, we went yeah. to Torchy's Tacos, what, last week, two weeks ago? There were a lot of ingredients inside that tortilla. If you look at the Torchy's website, because I looked at it to write the piece, I was counting the ingredients, and some of them had eight or nine different ingredients. I think that tacos have become incredibly complex. And I don't know if that's a good thing or not. I think Generally speaking, yes, because these flavors really meld in a way that is uh, perky and interesting. But there's a whole lot of ingredients in a taco now. That's oh, sure. sure. There's a, a lot of in, a lot of flavor and uh, other really good things to pull together uh, all day and, and any day. I, I'm always on the look. Aren't you? Your words to eat by today, Tom, Sir Walter Scott, <laughs> to be always Sir Walter intending. Scott, huh? Yes. He liked to smoke, didn't he? <laughs> oh, no, this sure sounds that. like me. <laughs> it's like you? <laughs> to be always intending to live a new life but never find time to set about it. This is as if a man should put off eating and drinking from one day to another till he be starved and destroyed. Oh, I'm definitely going to mix that drink at the top of the hour. There's no two ways about it. Speaking of which, at the top of the hour, after the top of the hour, we have uh, Stan Meadows on, who is going to give us his report 
from the travels, but he's not really traveling that much. He's been living in Las Vegas for about a mm. month and a half now and will continue to do that until sometime in the spring when he returns back to New Orleans to try out some new revisited institutions. I'm very excited to hear what that's all about. But he has some news for us today. Yeah. And we are excited to hear it. Well, if I tell it, then it won't be his news. It'll be my news. And I don't want it to be that way. So stay tuned at three o'clock or 3.05. Stan will be on to give us his report. Also, he's been doing a gangster crawl. (laughs) He's been... He's been um, walking in the footsteps of Las Vegas gangsters. And this is good. Well, why I don't know, but but he's he's been he's been fascinating me with his uh, experiments and his uh, his investigations of things. He has really ramped this up since he got to Las Vegas, where he determined to. Uh, find the best shrimp cocktail in Las Vegas when he learned that the shrimp cocktail was invented in Las Vegas or rumored to have been. And also he was looking for the best red velvet cake in Las Vegas. These are things Mm. that he, he reported on a few weeks ago and became suddenly interested in finding gangster hangouts in Las Vegas from the 40s and the 30s and has done some research on that. He goes to these museums and then he gets interested in something and he finds out about it. So that's what he's going to be doing today. He's got his gangster report. He went to a speakeasy where Sinatra and the Rat Pack and Angie Dickinson and Marilyn Monroe used to hang out. So I look forward to Stan's reports every week. So at 3.05, he will be on with his weekly report from Las Vegas, where he is comfortably parked at a, quote, resort with his beautiful motorhome and his faithful hound dog, LW. And he's been reporting to us every week. So look forward to that after the top of the hour. Your other words to eat by today, Tom. In the last analysis, a pickle is a cucumber. A yeah, with Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. You want me to finish? <laughs> oh, no, no. I, I, uh, I, that's all I've got. Tell me the rest of it. A pickle is a cucumber with experience. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, that's, that's from about cookbook it. author Irina Chalmers. We have one of her cookbooks along with everyone else's up on our shelves here in, uh, in the Cool Water Ranch kitchen. Good. This, I love it. This uh, Saturday is National Pickle Day, but we will not be on the air then. So we're, we're culling through um, other things that we're going to miss on the weekend and putting them in in the show sometimes if we have time to do that. It's also going to be National Guacamole Day on... Yeah. Why, why is that? On Saturday... Yes, on but why Saturday. is that? Uh, you, well, Tom, you, why is it any national day? I don't know. You, well, you've probably made half of them up, so you tell us. <laughs> no, probably not. But the uh, but just turning it around would bring up I have some to go ideas. Get a bunch of guacamole. I mean, I have to go get a bunch of avocados um, in in mass because now that um, what's her name uh, Martha Stewart Martha, Martha Stewart. Stewart now that Martha I don't Stewart. Get with her has told me 
how to keep avocados longer than three days, which is what was happening here on the counter. Now that, now that I've been following her advice, which is spot on, Good. you can keep an avocado seemingly forever if you put it in the refrigerator and keep it cold. Fantastic. So Good I'm job. Hap I'm happy to say... Whoever did that? <laughs> Martha Stewart. Oh. She's a wealth of good knowledge and ideas, and most of them have failed me over the years, but not the tip on avocados, that's for sure. All right, it's coming up at 3 o'clock. Uh, Network News Time, Louisiana Radio Network, 3 o'clock. Want to hear more than just the same sports topics about the same sports teams? Then tune in to All Season Long with me, Sean Ross, Thursdays at 1 p.m. right here on WGSO 990 AM, New Orleans, Louisiana. ...have either been canceled or made entirely virtual. In a damp and rainy Arlington, Virginia, President Trump took part in a wreath-laying ceremony at the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. Florida Republican Congressman Brian Mast was just re-elected to represent Florida's 18th Congressional District. Mast also a Purple Heart recipient reflects on Veterans Day. If you served from World War II through Korea, through Vietnam, through Mogadishu or, or Bosnia or Kosovo, Iraq, Afghanistan, Syria, all points in between wartime, peacetime, our country loves you. We, we love you. On Tuesday, 130,000 coronavirus cases were reported, along with 1,300 deaths. You're listening to USA Radio News. Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veteran nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. Both of Georgia's U.S. Senators are in runoff elections, and their neighbor to the south is lending a helping hand. This is literally, you know, the showdown of all showdowns in terms of politics and what it means. Florida Republican Senator Marco Rubio taking part in a campaign rally for Senator David Perdue and Kelly Leffler. Senator Rubio says he's going all in for both Georgia Republican Senators. We don't want to win one of them. We want to win both of them. We need to win one. The investigation into a murder hornet nest found near Blaine, Washington, found 500 bees and enough queens to start several new hives. Sven Spiegsugar is an etymologist with the Washington Department of Agriculture. When you see, albeit a, a relatively small nest like this, able to pump out 200 queens, it does give one a little bit of pause because potentially each of those queens uh, could be a new next next year. And you're listening to USA Radio News. Working from home? I'm Chad Dodd, veterinarian and consultant to Limp Bells. Here are some tips for keeping your dog fit while staying at home. Find 15 minutes twice a day and walk your pet at a decent pace around your place. Play hide-and-seek by hiding some kibble or favorite toys and letting your dog find them. If you have stairs and your dog is mobile, 
Walk up and down twice a day for five to 10 minutes. Or better yet, try a power walk on your terrace or backyard for some fresh air. There are more helpful pet care tips at youmove.com, spelled Y-U-Move.com. Some pro-democracy Hong Kong lawmakers are standing up for fellow lawmakers. The entirety of Hong Kong's elected pro-democracy opposition announced its resignation Wednesday in protest over the expulsion of four lawmakers. Communist China passed a resolution giving local authorities broad new powers to quash dissent, likely marking the end of political opposition in the city. The resolution from China allows Hong Kong's executive to expel elected lawmakers directly without having to go through the courts. Under the new ruling, lawmakers... Tracking Ada is expected to intensify to become a hurricane, but it is also expected to weaken before it gets to any of the coastal sections. Louisiana in that cone of era again. No threat till we get to the end of the week or the weekend, if any threat at all. We have a weak front coming down that's going to touch off maybe a shower, but the chance stays low. It'll drop tonight to lows in the upper 60s to low 60s. Tomorrow, early clouds will decrease. It'll become sunny, mostly for the afternoon. A little less humid, still warm. It goes to high of 80. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. Here's some things you need to know if you're asked to evacuate due to an emergency. Establish a personal emergency fund. A few extra dollars could help cover a hotel or gas cost if you're forced to leave. If you need assistance for you or your pets to evacuate, find out what resources your local emergency managers have to offer. Develop an evacuation plan now. Determine where you'd go and how to get there. Have a go kit with emergency supplies and copies of important paperwork. Keep your phones charged to receive emergency alerts. I try to be elegant. I know I don't achieve that every day, but once in a while they get through and I get to talk to you and you get to talk to me and all of us get a chance to talk to other people who make it delicious. Over here on the Food Show. Go on the air uh, every day except one. And you don't want to know about that one anyway. <laughs> and uh, and, and uh, uh, there's a little thing. You start doing stuff like this and mm-hmm. you have all sorts of strength. And also your direction. Yeah. Stan Meadows is here. And there was one item that I just couldn't seem to find. And it was one of the handiest of the bunch. And lucky me, during the break, since we were doing this on Mm there, this appeared. I've been looking for it. (laughs) I've I've been looking for this. No Do you ever wonder if we should have a a webcam? Um, I go back and forth. It's a market. It would certainly add an element of humor, but it's just uh, no. They Is say the, they have some. The shrimp overriding lovers. sentiment is good sense. No, we should not have a webcam. Hi, Stan. How are you? Stan Meadows is here, calling in from Las Vegas. I'm doing great, Marianne. How are you? I'm doing. We're hanging in here. It's very humid. Is it beautiful there? It is beautiful here. It was about 39 degrees last night, and Ooh. it's about 55 now. Ooh. Oh, it's awesome. That sounds good. Ooh, let's hear the rest of it. Okay, so do you want to do your news first, or you want to do your news last? Uh, I can go ahead and talk about talk about my news, big news. Okay, big news coming up. Henry, is there a drum roll? Can we get a drum roll here for Stan? All right, so we are looking forward to hearing Stan's report on his gangster investigations. 
and his general report, but let's hear his news first. Yeah, let's hear it. Drum roll. All right. Well, five years to the date after Trinas originally opened on November the 24th, Trinas is going to reopen. So it's going to be two days before Thanksgiving. Wait, would you say uh, that again? Who's gonna? We need some applause too, Henry. Uh, what? what uh, who is? Trinas is reopening, Tom. Trinas. Oh no, kidding! Mm-hmm. Oh, that is good news. It that is, is news. really news. Yes. Hey, thank you for that. Over at the Hotel Intercontinental, with a great oyster place, among other items, great cooking, great everything. A uh, fun place to go. Music is good. Uh, it's in no the Intercontinental Stevens. Hotel. Yeah. And you can go over there, and I, as I understand it. Exciting news, Stan. Exciting. Yeah. So I guess oh, you're open for Thanksgiving then, huh? Yes, that's going to be. That's always been Trinasa's busiest day of the year. Really? Uh, so it's going to be open for Thanksgiving. Yes, because there's, you know, it's just Trinasa's an excellent restaurant, but there's also not a lot open. Uh, yeah. And traditionally in the CBD. Uh, mm-hmm. And they're basically putting the old band back together. Uh, you know, Paul May was the general manager there for several years. Uh, mm-hmm. Matt Farmer was the chef there for several years. He's going to be coming back. Oh, good. Then, then, of course, uh, Chef Jim and Chef Todd's going to be be there getting it going. Uh, a lot of, I'm sure, a lot of the same employees are going to come back. Uh, it's a very good company to work for, but. Everybody's very excited about it. Yeah, I'm excited uh, about it. That's for sure. So, what's yeah, tell us a little bit about your Thanksgiving? The menu's going to be—is uh, it going to be a COVID menu or is it going to be a full menu? It'll be a, a feature menu like on Thanksgiving. It'll have you know traditional either uh, turkey or pork loin, and then with all the trimmings, they usually have seven or eight sides on it. Uh, in the back of the house, they call it the turkey trot because it's just a little bit of everything uh-huh. uh, goes on. And they'll have all kinds of pies. I haven't actually seen the completed menu yet, but I do know that, you know, uh, someone once uh, dubbed it the oyster hub of the CBD. Uh-huh. It uh, is. <laughs> so we, I think that was Mr. Fitzmaurice. I know. That. And so we will, uh, they're going to keep that theme on, a lot of the oysters. They'll still have their classics. Uh, you know, Trinas is an old, old, old bayou swamp term, term, and it'll still have rabbit, and it'll have duck on the menu, and, of course, a lot of uh, fresh Gulf shrimp and frogway. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm, I'm so sure excited. I'm really glad surprised. to hear that. Yeah, on the time Good news. This, is, this really is. I, I, I remember the first time I went over to Trinas. I sat there and uh, I was having a glass of wine, and the next thing I had a glass of, uh, of something else. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and and each day it was more and more campful campful of be interesting yeah thank you i don't know, you know how when I, I tom up when my... tom first sat at trinas i guarantee that uh the restaurant had a uh heavy bar to clear and that is that tom has two uh rules he has a lot of rules but anyway he has two rules about restaurants uh, one is that hotel restaurants probably not so good, and the other is that you should never have your restaurant named by a number. <laughs> there are several people who have proven that one incorrect, but 
Trinas, uh, that that theory was blown that first time that you went to, to Trinas, huh, Tom? Good. A good great move. restaurant sitting in a hotel. Smart uh, guy. Yeah, I think it's probably the best hotel restaurant I can think of. More really. than the Windsor Court. Yeah, I do. I think so. I think yeah, so. that's uh, that. I know is first after seeing uh, the Windsor Court. I think is uh, the best uh, in the city. But then I have to come back quickly and let you know that it's a little bit expensive. Uh, it's not as good as it was, that's for sure. But Trinaz has been pretty consistent throughout pretty the... Not pretty consistent, consistent, actually very consistent. So five years. All right. Um, yeah, so the regular... The, the question about the menu was not so much about the Thanksgiving menu, but about the menu every other day. Is it going to be covid menu kind of thing which is always an abbreviation or is it going to be your full menu yeah no we'll get it just right off the bat they're going to roll out with the full menu oh good good well you've been closed a long time people have been waiting for it so that's good well congratulations Mm -hmm. okay we'll watch out for it and uh, let everybody know because uh, that's a big turn it is. in the situation. It's a very and also a great place for private parties. That that hotel is. Yeah, but I don't know there, huh? You just I got the small either. room, right, Stan? Yeah. Yeah, just, oh. just a small room. Just a little small room. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, good. Good. Excellent. Thank you for telling us. I think that uh, people are going to be very excited about that. What's the price on the Thanksgiving meal? Do you do you know already? Oh, uh, that's a good question. I don't know. Uh, but, well, we'll have actually, to figure it out I think some that, kind of way. Actually, I think next Wednesday, because they won't be open yet, or uh, well, they will be open, but Jim Richard's going to join me and call, and, and he can address all of all of those questions. Oh, we love Jim, uh, so that'll be fun. Yeah, he's going to come on. He's always I guarantee he's, he's planting parsley in the back of the restaurant right now. So. <laughs> Well, good. That's very exciting news. Thank you for telling us. All right. So now I know you've been working hard in the week since we've last talked. Do you want yeah. to uh, take a break right now and get yourself uh, collected, or do you want to you want to launch in with a little tease for a minute or two before we go to a break? You got well, it. Well, I'll tell Thank you, you. About how I got the reservation at Capo's. Capo's restaurant is Speakeasy, and it's such a cool place. Uh, you have to call them. You can call online and get a reservation, but I, they recommend you call them in person, which I did, and they gave me a password. Mm. And you get out of your car. It's off the strip. It's kind of off the beaten path. And you go in a back entrance that doesn't look like an entrance, and you knock on the door, you give them the password. You know, they slide the, slide the thing on the door through and ask what your password is. You give them the password. And they let you in. Now, one thing that I'd heard about Capos is if you go there, if, if you've got a face made for radio, kind of like mine, <laughs> or you take somebody there that's not the prettiest person in the world, it's so dark in there that it won't matter. <laughs> it's very dark and it's very plushy and velvety, and it's, it's amazing how it is. Mm. Now, when you say that, is it is it plush and velvety in a classy sort of way or in a kind of sleazy sort of way? In a trashy mm. with a with a touch of class. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would describe it. 
good. <laughs> okay, we're going to take a break, Stan. I'm, and I'm going to want you to repeat the first half of that because I didn't really catch it. But um, he's talking about, is, it's Cabos. Is that how you say it? Like as in Cabo San Lucas? Cabo. good enough to me. Oh, okay. like, like the mafia term, like the capo, like the lieutenant. Okay. Okay. All right. We uh, well, Henry. Did you did you know about that, or you just heard him say that? Henry sounds like he knows all about it. Oh no, I've I've just okay. watched The Godfather a few times, but I appreciate <laughs> the credit. Thank you. Okay. All right. We'll take a break. We'll be right back with Stan Meadows calling from Las Vegas. I've loved the Maple Street Cafe from the first time I walked into the place. Jamil Kutob turns out well-executed dishes that hint of the Mediterranean, but with a real New Orleans spirit. The grilled fish here is particularly excellent, but I have never had anything I didn't love. Call 314-9003 for their daily specials, which are exceptionally good and an exceptional value. Maple Street Cafe, 7623 Maple Street, Uptown. Have you ever eaten something new and wondered where it had been all your life? We thought that about Double D Sausage after having it at a friend's house. But restaurants all over town serve it in their gumbo, red beans, and jambalaya. It's made right in Bogalusa, and the company is in its third generation. Double D Sausage is a light smoke, pure pork sausage with notes of sage and other spices. Try the regular mild and hot and new flavors like the Cajun variety and jalapeno and cheddar. Double D Sausage in stores all over town. Tony Mandina's roots go back to Salaparuta, Sicily. His father left in 1924, but those connections are still powerful. The restaurant uses extra virgin olive oil and wines made at Villa Mandina in the ancestral home. Tony's restaurant started in 1982 with 14 tables and has grown to seat 180 with his daughters and granddaughter running it now. Now this West Bank favorite still serves their delicious Sicilian New Orleans menu in a place that feels like home and pick up some of their famous red gravies sold in groceries all over town. Tony Mandina's 1915 Pratt Street, Gretna, 362-2010. When you're awake, the things you think come from the dreams you dream. Thought has wings and lots of things are never what they seem. Before we go back to Stan, I want to mention another Thanksgiving menu around town. Maple Street Cafe would love you to join them for Thanksgiving. $29.95 for a three-course meal. It's for uh, $16.95 for kids 12 and under. Mm-hmm. Of a very extensive menu cheap. of about eight or nine different choices. Things like prime rib. They have veal nora, traditional turkey. They have a, a pan saute of shrimp and mushrooms and other vegetables. It, go, look, go to their website, Maple Street Cafe, and look at their menu for Thanksgiving. It's a charming little place, a great place to bring your family for an affordable and delicious uh, Thanksgiving meal with really nice people. All right, let's go back to Stan Meadows, who is calling us from Las Vegas. How's the resort going? In La- Las oh, Vegas? Oh, great. Did you see? <laughs> <laughs> right he's, he's, oh, he's parked in a resort, uh, which was what we're calling, it's not a trailer park, because it's not trailers. It's, it's a resort, one of those for the nice kinds of campers. How's LW? LW is doing great, doing great. Uh, he's, he's loving, loving life. His, 
<laughs> his cross-country adventure. Okay, so you called up. How did you find this place to begin with? I asked, I just asked around town, mm -hmm. you know, the locals where I should go. Those are that's the best way to find find it places is. in my mind. And uh, at sure. first, I thought it may be a little too tourist or or ch Chinese or whatever the word is, but it's uh -huh. certainly not at all. It's it's a local place. Anybody comes to Vegas, they, they're going to have to look to find it. Uh, okay. It's a well, obviously, by nature, a speakeasy is someplace you're not supposed to see all that easily. But Stan, what I'd really like to know is how you phrased the question to the locals about what you were looking for. Well, I told them that I was researching a couple different things, one being the best <laughs> Reuben sandwich in town, uh, and the other being the best gangster restaurant in town. And so I got <laughs> tips on all of it, and I'm, I'm still looking for the best Reuben. The, the, the problem I'm having with that is most places put Thousand Island dressing on the Reuben, which automatically disqualifies it. Yes, of uh, course. It's the best Reuben. It's got to have Russian dressing on it. Right. Uh-huh. But who has Russian dressing anyway anymore? So there was no Reuben in the place, the speakeasy. Capo, is that it? I didn't watch The Godfather, Capo. so yeah. Capo's. Okay, Capo's. It's a great movie. Yeah, Capo's. They, and they had amazing food at locals' kind of prices. It, it was, <laughs> you know, you go to the strip and eat, and eat out at $60 a plate. You know, their entrees were twenty five, thirty bucks. I ate a lot of small plates. Yeah, uh, yeah. They, they've got a. Was duck it good? Soup. It's excellent. They've got a duck soup made with capoletti pasta, which a lot mm -hmm. of people call tortellini. Uh, mm -hmm. Stuffed with duck and cheese with a duck broth, and so it, it's wonderful. Uh, they had Dean Martin's favorite food: grab, fried ravioli with vodka sauce. Oh. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, was he, he, so he was, so they, this is a place that's been around long enough for these people to have been there. Oh, yeah, definitely. And there's memorabilia uh -huh. everywhere. There's a, there was a piano. How could you see it in the dark? Oh, they had lights where they needed them to be, just not at the table. Okay. And that's I mainly see. when you okay. just walk into the speakeasy park. It's so dark. Once you get in the <laughs> restaurant, it lightens up a little bit. Uh, but they okay. had they had a duo playing music, playing old Rat Pack music, piano, and a and a lady that was a very good singer. She actually reminded me of Lady Gaga. So. so, so you go to the restaurant, and you can only go to the speakeasy if you have the password to get you in. Is that how it works? Correct. Okay, and and the you got the password by calling up with a, a a referral or something like how did you get the password i called up and told him i was going to come and check out their restaurant and i understood that i needed a password to get in and mm -hmm. the lady okay. gave me a password to get in and told me okay. that if i told anybody that password it would not turn <laughs> out pretty for me <laughs> okay so was it full in the speakeasy it was it was very full on the speakeasy. They had just uh, in, in Las Vegas just made it where you could sit at a bar. Not long ago, because ah, okay. they had uh -huh. all those closed down. Uh, uh -huh. uh, so they they reopened that. So it was a very busy place. 
the tables in the restaurants, it, it was not as busy probably as it could have been in the restaurant because they didn't have all the tables open. They just had every other one of them open for social distancing purposes. Uh-huh. But, uh, but, but oddly enough, the bars, you could, you could be there. Well, you yeah. know, none of it makes yeah. any sense anyway. So, so was the restaurant the same kind of um, sleazy with a touch of class? Was it the same kind of environment or was the restaurant like a normal restaurant? And then when you went to the speakeasy, it was the plush and velvety thing. No, it was all plush and velvety. Uh, you know, a lot of inside it reminded me of the Red Bar in Grayton Beach, Florida. Uh, just with uh-huh. all those eclectic things. You know, they obviously they had a theme, which was the Rat Pack and Gangsters. They had Scarface mm-hmm. playing on the TVs. Uh, <laughs> so they, they did a good job keeping up with the theme. Uh-huh. And they've been there forever since the early 60s. A guy named uh-huh. Nico Santucci owns it. And he grew up in a mobster restaurant in Chicago. His family's <laughs> restaurant. He certainly sounds like it. <laughs> and, and he, he's amazing. I was going to say, if you... Then he, then he bought 40... He bought a defunct cab company in New York City with 40 cabs. And that's where he made his money. And then he came to Vegas and started buying, building restaurants, a couple restaurants, and the limo company. Uh-huh. And he's done pretty good for himself, I believe. Well, it, it, you, you could get a name like that out of central casting if you had to make up a name. I don't think you could do better than that one. All right, so what else did you find? Anything else besides your... Are you still doing your gangster thing, or was that the pinnacle of your gangster uh, research? Oh, no, I'm looking for the next one. Okay. I, I, think, it, right. I think it's going to be Oscars in the Plaza, uh, in the Plaza <laughs> Casino downtown. Oscar Goodman was a, was a mob lawyer, and he was the mayor of... Las Vegas for 12 years, and uh, then his wife, Carolyn, became mayor uh, whenever he didn't run anymore, and she's the mayor right now, actually. So, oh, okay. So I guess, is... I'm, I'm, a little, I'm a little worried about that because I really don't want to, I don't want to look into anybody that's still alive, if they're a gangster, <laughs> you know. So I got to think about that. And then I've been planning okay. my Thanksgiving, my Thanksgiving uh, dinner uh, and looking through recipes, I've decided I'm going to cook Tom's root beer glazed ham. Uh, there you ooh. go. If you get that, you'll be very happy, and everybody with you will be uh, wondering how it was that you came up with that dish. Uh-huh. It, it, um, I'm very proud of myself for that. That's the only thing I've ever done before, but you know, it's I, a great recipe, one. Tom. It's a great recipe for yeah, sure. Well, I think it is, but you know, it's not nice to really get in there and say, Hey, look at how good I am. Well, you know, you've had that, you've probably heard that definition of eternity, right? Oh, what is it? What is it? Two people in a ham or something like that. I don't remember <laughs> exactly how it goes. Yeah, but either. but it'll be just be you and LW unless you've got people you're importing from here. Are you having people over for Thanksgiving? I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a couple people from it's the gonna be big. from the uh, resort, resort resort trailer park come over. We're gonna do a little <laughs> spread outside if it's nice. And I keep wanting uh-huh. to alter one thing on that recipe, but I don't. Out of respect for Tom, I don't want to alter it. And that's trying to get some Abita root beer instead of Bark's root beer. Put Absolutely. 
Yeah. We've used a beta ourselves. You know what we do nope. with the recipe? And this is really true. This is absolutely true. When it comes time for Thanksgiving, we dig out all the root beer that we can find. We go to the refrigerator and find any marmalade. Um, last, we've been using this. Um, we went to... Uh, the, we went on the Orient Express in 2019 and stayed at the Goring Hotel beforehand. And they gave us in the room this great jar of orange marmalade. That one joined a fig marmalade from someplace else. And we've got these marmalades that we never use except when it comes time for Thanksgiving. And they all go into the glaze. And whatever, however it turns out, it turns out. So... There is much flexibility to be had in that recipe, Stan. Well, I've got some almost award-winning peach butters that I made for the wild. Yeah. got rejected. I'm still a little bitter about that. Uh, Yeah. And maybe I'll put some of that on there. Yeah. Yeah. You experiment. That's what we do every year. And uh, I was thinking maybe you could do some choked cherries. Do you have any choked cherries left over? No, and there's no, I didn't, I didn't put any up. I should have canned some of them and yeah, you can't find too bad. them unless they're fresh in Montana. So yeah, you could have that. choked cherry glazed ham. Yep. Oh, well. Uh-huh. Well, I'll have to try that. And then I'm also, another menu I got off NO menu. I've, I've been really enjoying looking at the, the recipes Good. on that, that website that, uh, and I remember it from years ago, the Morrison's Cafeteria eggplant casserole. Uh, which Ooh, is a very gosh. simple recipe, but I love that casserole as a kid. Who doesn't so love I, casseroles? <clears throat> exactly. Mm-hmm. All right, Stan. Thank you. We Always will check in, check in with us next week. We look forward to it. I'm. Uh, have you had any luck with your Reuben research? Yes, I went to uh, Greenberg Deli uh, in New York, New York Casino. Uh, and but no it's Russian. A it's about a tie. But but no so Russian on either looking. one. Yeah, I'm still looking. Uh huh. So not, these were just Thousand Island, but no Russian, right? It's got to have Russian, no Thousand Island. Okay. All right, oh. Stan. All right. Take care. Give LW a hug for us. We'll talk to you again next week. All right. I can't wait. You guys be careful. All right. Thank you. Uh, Bottom of the hour news time from Louisiana Radio Network. That was Stan Meadows, who checks in every Wednesday. Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Matt Doyle. LSU and Bama will not throw down in the Valley this weekend after a rash of COVID cases sidelines the Tigers for at least this weekend. One of four games in the SEC to be postponed for this weekend. And with even more bad news, Ed Orgeron says starting QB Miles Brennan, who's been out since week three with an abdominal injury, may need season-ending surgery. So we haven't made a, a final decision. Uh, It doesn't look like he's going to be back uh, unless some miraculous thing happens. And Senator Cleo Fields questioned new state police superintendent Lamar Davis yesterday at a committee meeting aimed at finding police reform policy recommendations. Fields sounded concerned with the state police policy giving troopers the discretion to turn off their own dash or body cameras. Well, have you ever encountered a situation where where you have reviewed information, a video, and you, you realize the officer turn his or her camera off at a time that could have been helpful to your investigation? Yes, sir. LRN. Hello, this is Rosie the Skunk for Atmos Energy. 
You might think I make a bad smell. I mean, of course you do. Why wouldn't you? After all, I'm a skunk. But my stinky fragrance is nothing compared to the rotten egg smell of a gas leak, because that could be dangerous. So if you think you smell a leak or encounter other signs such as hearing a hissing or blowing sound or seeing a vapor cloud, blowing dirt or bubbling water, do not smoke, talk on the phone, turn on or off equipment or vehicles, or do anything that could cause a spark. Leave the area immediately. Then call 911 in Atmos Energy. Atmos Energy will send a trained technician to investigate the situation. Take it from a skunk. Gas leaks just plain stink. Seriously, there's no gray area here. When dealing with gas leaks, it's black and white. Yep, that's a little skunk humor there. For more information, visit atmosenergy.com slash gas safety. If you haven't been to the Brick Oven Cafe in Kenner, you're overdue. This is not northern Italian gourmet food. It's a basic, soul-satisfying pasta with red sauce and cheese bubbling over. New York-style pizza with a perfect crust and the toppings you love. It has a fresh update and a new wine list with some exciting wines. Go have a heartwarming Italian meal with a delicious red wine. You deserve it. The Brick Oven Cafe, Williams Boulevard at Veterans Highway, 466-2097. AC Ambulance are the ones to talk to for all of your heating and cooling needs. Call Sid. You'll be happy you did. AC Ambulance is also proud to lend a helping hand to our beloved New Orleans music community by partnering with Bougainvillea Productions and Soul Project NOLA for Fridays from the Funky Uncle. Fridays from the Funky Uncle is a free webcast live from the one-of-a-kind Mardi Gras float, the Funky Uncle Lounge, that features New Orleans musicians playing live music to raise money for the entertainment community of New Orleans that have been impacted by COVID-19. The best part is that you can join in the funky fun time by simply going to www.fridaysfromthefunkyuncle.com every Friday night at 7 p.m. Coming to the Funky Uncle Lounge October 17th will be Johnny Sansone, Catahoulis on October 23rd, Sage Against the Machine on October 30th, and Kirk Joseph's Backyard Groove on November 6th. For more information on how you can support Fridays from the Funky Uncle, follow us on social media at Fridays from the Funky Uncle. For innovative, premium, energy-efficient indoor climate management solutions, make sure to contact AC Ambulance. Autumn in New York. Why does it seem so inviting? Yes, it does. 5569696 is the number. It uh, isn't quite so inviting outside right now. It's pretty, pretty humid. But uh, nevertheless, it's not cold. And there are people I know who like cold. And um, good. I'm not one of them. <clears throat> I want to tell you about Norjo. <clears throat> Excuse me. Norjo. Great. Norjo is a wonderful little place on the uh, right where the railroad tracks meets Metairie Road. You can't miss it. It's got red, white, and green Italian flags out front. They also have um, like promotional things that they're doing because they're doing a lot of promotional things. The owner now is not Norma or Joe, who are the namesakes of the restaurant. It is a guy named Mark who is really, really full of ideas. And he has a lot of interactive kinds of things that are happening there. You can go in and get great imports, Italian imports, and just hard to find kinds of imports from anywhere. You could, I'm sure, have him order things for you. But um, there's bakery, not a bakery right there but there are baked products that are you know like the italian cookies and those kinds of things that he's having done for him 
great real olive oil from Italy, the premium kind, and all kinds of interesting imported things. It's a fun place to go just to browse around. Things like bags of sesame seeds, just things that you don't run across in general when you're looking for, or, or when you're not really looking for anything, just unusual things. If you haven't been lately, go see them. They also have expanded their menu. The uh, muffalato, which is the best on the South Shore, is always available, but they have the Lindy, which is a meatball sub that people are really loving, and um, the cheese wheel. They have someone working that. So go and see what's going on at Norjo. A lot of cool, neat stuff that's new there at Norjo Imports. They're at 505 Frisco Avenue. They close at 5.30. The phone number is 833-9240. Call them and see what they... Well, don't call them. Go see what they have because they have a lot of cool stuff there. It's Norjo Imports in Metairie, right at the railroad tracks at Metairie Road. 5569-696 is the number if you want to talk to us. We want to talk to you because that's all we do. This weekend... Uh, I don't even know how to say it. Uh, Prosper Mont Montagne. Prosper Montagne. What is it? Prostagne. No. Prosper Montagne. <laughs> I know. It's, yeah. it's hard to say. Uh, he was born um, Saturday, one of several brilliant French chefs who remade French cuisine in the early 1900s. Mm. He's, you know who I'm talking about now? I'm not, uh, but I'm glappy, glappy. He streamlined I'm happy to hear it. kitchen operations by organizing cooks better and simplifying presentations. His finest legacy is the creation of La Russe Gastronomique. Gastronomie. La Russe Gastronomie. I don't think it's Monique. <laughs> An encyclopedia of French cookery. It's still being published in many languages. It's considered the last word on the subject. So let's see, if he was born in 1865, he certainly does predate Julia Child, who has become, I think, more the late 20th century expert on French cuisine. But she was from Massachusetts, wasn't she? Julia Child? She's American, right, Tom? Julia Child? I don't think so. That doesn't <clears throat> ring a bell with me, and I've talked to... Um, uh, yeah, she was. But this guy was French, and, mm -hmm. uh, and well, I, know that, I know they that she used you. to reference La Russe Gastronomie um, mm -hmm. many times yeah. in, in the past, you and you used it, I mean, for what, Tom? It's, it was an encyclopedia, basically. I think we should look that over at some point. I may go, I'm kind of curious, I may go into your office at the break and, and pull it out because um, not that I'm interested in cooking French food. I'd rather go eat French food. <clears throat> but um, I think an encyclopedia of anything is probably fun to go through, especially one uh, of French food. 556-9696 is the number. What, Tom? 
Hmm? I said five five six nine six nine six is the number. Oh, I'm sorry. Say? I'll never get rid of that number because I was on with it on the radio so long that it's just imbued. Into I know. The... So that's why I should just go yeah. ahead and do it because because yeah. this one is imbued in my brain. I apologize. So, deeply. Tom, when you used to do your charity dinners, mm -hmm. yep, and you um, would do a soup usually. Always. I remember one summer you did a it wasn't it wasn't a gazpacho, it was a creamy no. avocado soup. Do you remember when you did that? It was like a guacamole soup. Do you remember that? Uh, uh, you know, I don't remember that exactly, but it's the kind of thing that would come wind up getting into a a, a, a menu's or a restaurant. You only did it one year. No, I, I did it for several years. I want to say four or five at least. Well, your, your guacamole, uh, your guacamole, which I used to love. I, I loved your guacamole. I thought it was the best guacamole. I've always oh. said that you have two or three of the best of fill in the blank. I think your coleslaw is the best. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. your guacamole was the best. I'm sorry I have rescinded that honor now. And um, your onion soup. Yeah. yeah. That, you I have, a, you have that. a great mm -hmm. onion soup recipe. But uh, the avocado, and the reason that I've moved away from your, avocado, uh, your guacamole recipe is that I've become a fan of just... Just creamy avocado with very little in it. Mm -hmm. Like just avocado with maybe cotija cheese. Cotija cheese, I think. Um, and that's it. Like like what they serve at Torchy's Tacos. But you used to have a, a guacamole that was very loose. And it was good. I mean, it was definitely mm -hmm. um, good. But it had a lot of stuff in it and it was really... Loose is the word for it. And then you took that a step further. And I don't know how you made that soup. What liquid you put in it. But it was a cold guacamole soup. And it was very refreshing. Mm -hmm. Do you remember when you did that? I do. I don't remember a lot about it. But uh, I was thinking about it. Uh, now that you brought it up, you brought it even much. much. Into and your consciousness? Yeah. Consciousness part uh -huh. of it. Uh, and I uh, have always thought that it was pretty good. Ever it was ever good. Now I write it up. It was really good. Yeah. And and it didn't last long. I mean, the, the whole charity dinner thing was only a couple of years. Well, no, and Tom would uh, <laughs> honestly, have a problem. It, honestly, it was just... Uh, I don't, it was so unsuited to your personality for you to be in the kitchen. I think it takes nerves of steel to run a kitchen. It, it oh, really does. At least it, that. It really does. Real uh, serving and operation of restaurants is hugely yeah. amounts of work. There's yeah. no way around and, it. And, there's a, there's and a if certain, you don't get that, you're about to go out of business again. But there's a certain, um, there's a command of the situation and of the people that work under you. It's like a ship and you're the captain of the ship and everyone needs to, 
I mean, that's the origin, I guess, of the of the words, yes, chef. But you know who I think really exemplifies a, a, a well-run kitchen? Um, Michael Gottlieb over at Chifuncta's. Oh, it's a wide-open kitchen. So if you... If there was anything untoward to see there, you would certainly see it. Mm-hmm. But his kitchen is so well run, and it is, it's just like it sails on glass. And I really enjoy watching all of the people who put together the food that comes out of that kitchen work in harmony with each other. And it's a, it's a beautiful thing to watch. But anyway, your kitchen was never like that because that's not, that's not you, you know. And I was always, I was always kind of on the edge whenever you were in the kitchen doing these charity dinners. And I thought it was really a great idea. And they, they worked very well for a while. And it was really wonderful of the chefs who, essentially it was a pop-up, Tom. You were doing pop-ups before anybody heard of a pop-up. This pop-up. was... Yeah, this was like the early 90s. You were doing pop-ups before the words pop-up became a thing. But you would go into some chef's kitchen on a night that they were closed and do a dinner for charity. And I remember some of your greatest inventions came out of those dinners. But uh, one being the seven onion soup and the other one being that uh, guacamole soup. Your soups were mm-hmm. especially good. Anyway, we'll take a break. Five five six nine six nine six. If you want to talk to us, we have only 15 minutes left. Give us a call. One of my all-time favorite restaurants is the legendary Pascal's Manelli. It's now open for lunch Wednesday through Friday with happy hour specials in the dining room every day. Tuesdays, enjoy two-for-one appetizers and Hansa's vodka martinis. Wednesday and Thursday's wine and beer specials. Friday's lunch martinis are $5.00. Say hello to my friend Thomas at that great oyster bar when you go to Pascal's Manali, 1838 Napoleon Avenue. Reservations are recommended. Call 895-4877. Annadell's Plantation is a stately bed and breakfast with beautiful grounds and two gorgeous rooms upstairs. It's a great getaway. The food here is that familiar Louisiana cooking inspired by Galatoire's with reasonable prices. A welcoming and cozy dining room and very special bar make this a hidden gem. Anna Dell's Plantation, 71518 Chestnut Street, Covington, 985-809-7669. Basil's Ace Hardware has been the center for your grilling needs for over 15 years. That's when I first got my big green egg, which I use more than ever lately. Fred also has Traeger grills and Weber grills and all the accessories for them. Charcoal and pellets and propane, as well as rubs and grilling utensils. Remember, a great cookout always begins with the right hardware. Basil's Ace Hardware, 4419 Transcontinental Metairie, 888-8588. I like a Gershwin tune. How about you? Yes, I do, as does everyone. You? But not so much that Cat Stevens anymore. Oh, well. Certainly, know, grown, to go. certainly grown out of that. That's for sure. 5569696 is the number if you want to talk to us. Mm-hmm. We are here to do that with you. That's all we do. That's all Tom's been doing for a very, very long time. 
you think? 33 years. That's a long oh, time, oh, that Tom. that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's a long time. Yeah, and, you know, well, I would say it's been a long time to talk about food, but, you know, people have been talking about food, certainly in this city, forever. Yeah. yeah. It's a food kind of city. It's a it food-obsessed city. Makes people feel good. For sure. A food-obsessed city. Let's see. Oh, did we do this uh, words to drink by? I probably did because I was always using this or that by this other thing. Words to drink by from Kingsley Armis, Amis, Kingsley Ami, I guess. When I find someone I respect writing about an edgy, nervous wine that dithered in the glass, I cringe. When I hear someone I don't respect talking about an austere, unforgiving wine, I turn a bit austere and unforgiving myself. When I come across stuff like that and remember about the figs and bananas, I want to snigger uneasily. You can call a wine red and dry and strong and pleasant. After that, watch out. Tom, where do you Mm -hmm. find these things? (laughs) Uh, you know, I just, Where do you I, find this stuff? <laughs> uh, I find it's it's helpful writing, and then you uh, you let it sit there for a while, and then when it comes back, you realize that your brain has been working a little harder than you thought. Uh huh. But that's a good thing. Okay. Yeah. Well, so you're yeah. you're in good business as a result of well, not entirely, of course, but uh, I, I, I that's a a pretty good. Little, okay. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah. All, All right. right. Now what? Woo. All right. I uh, <clears throat> I don't know. Well. We're going to go out to dinner tonight somewhere. Yeah. Where are we going tonight? We have to go someplace that's just opened. Oh, yeah? Yeah. We have oh, to go check out some things that have just opened because people are constantly opening up. I'm excited about Trinas reopening, and I definitely want to go there. Um, obviously, they're not open for another, what, week and a half or so. I can't believe Thanksgiving is that close. I am hoping to put together at least a small group here for Thanksgiving. But you know what? We used to cook for so many people. Yeah. I mean, I think our high water was 50 people. And we um, we would feel like sometimes that we didn't have, I would, I would feel like we didn't have enough people, and I mean, not enough people, but not enough food for the people that we had coming. And then we would wind up with like a whole pan of macaroni and cheese left, which was of course absurd. Because you know what happens? I don't know if this has happened to anyone else, but certainly true here. You start out with an enormous amount of people. And then things change, people come and they go. And in our case, 50 was the max, but we kept cooking for 50 when people pulled out. Like my brother who has a a family of nine people, nine adults. I mean, that is a party in itself. I'll say. So when my brother would kind of come and go, but last couple of years, he's just gone on with his own family and done his own thing. But when you lose nine people, you should graduate, you should dramatically reduce the amount of food that you are putting out. But we never did get that message. And we wound up having ridiculous amounts of food. It's a good thing that my neighbor, 
is always willing to take our surplus food and has a couple of ranch hands over there because I never worry about food going to waste. But this year, we're going to kind of start from the ground up and start with just, you know, the four of us, because Mary Lee has a, 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 an, a real serious relationship right now. So there's four of us and then build the other way. But how do you cut down if you had a menu of, you know, 20 items, even if you had a morsel or two of those 20 items, that's still too much for four people. So the Thanksgiving program at the Coolwater Ranch needs to be dramatically altered. And uh, I don't really know how that's going to work. Oh, it'll be fine. Our daughter is going to the uh, boyfriend's pre-Thanksgiving family event this weekend and is going to be making, I think, satsuma sorbet for that. And mm. she used to make that sort of stuff here. But she, you know, she doesn't care about us anymore, Tom. What can I say? Uh, <laughs> She's moved on. I know. I always love having her around. I always love having her, too. I miss her. But she's working so much now anyway. She's working for back two to reasons. her ridiculous First of hours. All is that she is my daughter. Mm-hmm. Which, you and, know, and which I find gives sweet, you an advantage to begin with. Wonderful. Yes, of course. Uh-huh. And uh, then after that, when, uh, oh, she, uh, she had her ideas about almost everything. Uh-huh. And if you walked around in her, if he even has... Uh, we miss our daughter terribly. Yeah. She used to bake Tom cookies all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, there are things about her that I don't miss, which is that she would get into the kitchen and bake a souffle cake and then eat a few bites of it, and then I would wind up eating the remainder of the whole souffle cake. Yeah. Well, that's so I used to curse her for stuff like that, but, um, but it's nice to have uh, wonderfully fresh baked goods. So now she's taken good. her cookies and moved with her. <laughs> she has given me a lot of uh, good, good adv- adv- advice. She's given us a lot, a lot of, of pleasure in every imaginable yep. way. But, you know, that's true of, I think, everyone and their kids. Uh, you know, you've got to love them. That's, that's it. Uh-huh. Yeah. They, well. You work hard for them, and then, and then you turn them loose. And that's... That's where that God, comes from. God, we're sounding that's depressing. Oh, no, it's not impressing. It's totally you, depressing. Well, it is impressing, but it's not something that's Some other events terrible. that happened in on this day locally in restaurants. Do you remember Iris, Tom? I do. Iris. That's, Iris. That that's was a, a good restaurant. Ago, if it I was a good restaurant. And, and I'm trying to remember what happened to them because they sort of just like disappeared uh, off the scene. That, I think, is a pretty good guess to say that it's not around anymore. They, I had, don't know. they had Iris which started, if if my memory serves me correctly, Iris was in the building that Boucherie is in now. And uh-huh. I think they're related in some way. They know each other. And yeah. then Iris left that building and moved to that ill-fated space. Actually, it's not ill-fated because the people that are there now have been there for years. But um, they moved to that really nice but tiny restaurant space in the hotel, the name of which I can't remember, but it is right across the fire station. Which where, one? You know there, where Evangeline is Evangeline? next to the fire station on Decatur Street? 
Decatur Street, and there was a yeah. fire there. Oh, I got, you know where that you know I where Decatur splits off. I do remember. Okay, that. Yeah. so right there, there's a hotel, and I cannot remember the name of it, but it is a tiny little hotel, and it has a swimming pool on the first floor with a restaurant that is right up against it, and the there, you know. Like you could walk out to the pool. I mean, a teeny tiny little pool. Anyway, Andrea was the first one to go into that space with Anna Capri. Do you remember his ill-fated brief, both, Anna Capri? Both of them had a problem. It was Andrea's restaurant yeah, originally. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, and, and you they, can't make it there. It's too small. It's, it, and one then, after another. And then Iris not. was there very briefly. But then yeah. you know who's been there for... Oh, years. I'm talking about years. It's some um, some island place. I'm trying to remember the name of it now. But it's it's some Jamaican theme place. And um, I, I don't know. I don't know what the name of it is. It's... Does anybody know what the name of that Jamaican... It's a drink place. It's like a... It's like a... Hmm. Uh, Caribbean kind of drink. Oh, somebody help me, please. It's between, it's in that small hotel on Decatur, and it's right at Conti where it splits off. It's a hotel, and you can drive right through it, really. And there's a, and there's a place, it's, I want to say it begins with a B, but it's, uh, I should go through the restaurant list. But anyway, I'll think about it and then and then I'll have it tomorrow if nobody calls. But 5569696, if you can help me, that would be great. But they've been there for probably seven years now. At least that, yeah. But it's... Uh, Do you remember it, when it, we went there? It was, it was some kind of... It's a faint, drinks place. Faint. It's like a bar and it's a very busy and uh, surviving bar. In mm. that little tiny space that used to be Iris. Anyway, mm. oh well. Another one of the places in your um, in this on this day in your chronology, Tom, is Rocket Fire. Rocket Fire. Rocket Fire oh, Pizza. That's perfect. Just what we need. <laughs> Rocket Fire. Oh, oh! I wanted to say something. We were talking about. There's a couple of things that are happening in the old Rocket Fire space. Desi Vega is about to open there, and then. Um, Somebody called, was practically crying about how much they missed Cyprus, the restaurant in Metairie across from Basil's Ace Hardware. And um, it is going to be uh, Danny's place. Danny has resurfaced. Mm. Oh, good. Thanks. Okay. We're about Who is to it? find out. Yes, this. we're about to find out the name of that place. All right. Tim. Oh, hey, Tim. Hey. Hey, Mary What's the name of that place? Uh, well, you're talking Hello about there. Beach Bum Berry's Latitude Twenty Nine. Thank you. 29. I knew it was a B. <laughs> All right, Tim deserves a hand for that, Henry. And I Beach took Beach Bum Berry to task because we're not at Latitude Twenty Nine. We're at Latitude Twenty Nine Point Nine. And he came back and said, "What is the number of that fire station across the street?" And it is Fire Station Twenty Nine. Okay. 
Oh, thank you, Tim. I can't stand it when I can't remember something like that. But I got the B right. It's Beach Bum Berries Latitude 29. They've been there probably seven or eight years now, haven't they? He's, he's the best. No, I don't think it's been that long. I think it's been maybe four or five years. But uh, he's the best. He's a great author. He's written over ten Amazing. books on Tiki. No kidding. Terrific. Really? He's a great huh. author. Have you and had him drinks... on the show as a guest? Oh, yeah. Golly, I love this oh. guy. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, maybe we should have him, but I don't know. I mean, is he like, uh, is he yours, Tim? Can we borrow him for a, a little interview? <laughs> He's a great guy. He'd love to be on. He would do it. He's a great okay. guy. All right. Thank you, Tim. Tim, would you please email me about getting you on to talk about your book? I'm never going to remember that. Would you do that? I'm going to have Henry do it right now. Okay. All right. Thanks. That was Tim McNally, and I would normally promote him to say that you should stay tuned and listen to his show, but he just reminded us that he's there. So Tim McNally's up next with the Dine, Wine, and Spirits show. Go to nomenu.com, N-O-M-E-N-U.com, and that's where you will find old, uh, not old, I mean, not that old. We haven't been doing the show for that long, but um, podcasts. If you missed a part of the show, please tell your friends about the show. They can listen on the Simple Radio app. They can download it. It's free. Type in 990 New Orleans. You can also go to nomenu.com and sign up for our newsletter, which comes out twice a week. We have our Instagram. That's at the New Orleans menu. We'd love to have you follow us there. Whew, that was quick. Also, my podcast, Emmy the Story Lady, is on Spotify and Anchor and all those platforms. I read children's tales to them. Four o'clock, WGSO New Orleans. The best in whining and dining daily. It's the Dine, Wine, and Spirit Show with Tim McNally from 4 to 5 p.m. on WGSO 990 AM New Orleans. Placing a wreath at the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. Currently, the unemployment rate for veterans is 5.1%. As far as getting those folks back to work, Arkansas Republican Senator Tom Cotton tells Fox News. And I, I think if more of our veterans recognize those intangible skills and values they bring to any workforce, and our employers recognize that as well, you'll see that veterans' uh, unemployment rate fall about zero because there is no harder worker, there's no one more dedicated to a team and to mission success than America's veterans. Texas Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick says he will pay up to $1 million to incentivize, encourage, and reward people who come forward to report voter fraud. Whistleblowers and tipsters should turn over their evidence to local law enforcement. This is USA Radio News. Balance of nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I had begun to notice after 10 days with Balance of Nature, I felt better, more energetic, and believe me, for me, that's something because I have energy anyway, but as old as I am, that was really something to start really noticing. You know, we're all responsible for choosing what our attitudes are, but I had a better mental outlook. I mean, I always try to be positive, but there were subtle things in me that I began to notice. I just felt a difference with this. Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code USA. 
There's a good chance if you didn't already receive a stimulus check via the CARES Act relief package, you may still be eligible for one. In fact, the IRS says there's about 9 million Americans who have yet to claim their $1,200 check, and they've recently extended the deadline to claim missing checks until the 21st of November. To claim your check if you haven't received one, head to irs.gov. Chicago is once again revamping its emergency travel order in an effort to help travelers entering or returning to the city amid a surge in COVID-19 cases. City Health Commissioner Dr. Allison Arwadi says under the new system, states will be placed into three categories, red, orange, and yellow. It is still a requirement for states that are red. Again, states that are having outbreaks worse than Chicago's. It is still required upon arrival in Chicago that you must quarantine for 14 days. This is USA Radio News. Jimmy Setchum, who is the executive chef at Broussard's Restaurant. We just rolled out a new happy hour menu. Very French-inspired, small plates, some crab and corn beignets, mandouille gougères, palms d'oeuvre. Mandouille gougères? Yeah. Mandouille, gruyere cheese, pot of choux dough, fried up, actually, instead of baked. So they get that nice crispy outside and fluffy yeah. interior. You get the cheese all melty. Doing some petite sandwiches as well. Make it very kind of French street-inspired. We're doing a mini croque-monsieur, mini grilled cheese, little Cajun sliders. Broussard's Restaurant, 819 Conti in the heart of the French Quarter. Hi, this is Kate Delaney from America Tonight. The show kicks on at midnight, and I'm loving the overwhelming support in New Orleans. What a group of fantastic listeners here on WGSO 990 AM. Join me every morning to catch up on what I call the buzz in your backyard and mine. You'll hear some of the most interesting people on the planet from the world of business, politics, sports, and, well, just intriguing people with a story to tell. If you're around, give us a call. Don't worry, I'll spit out the number plenty of times on the air. Let's agree to meet at midnight right here on WGSO 990 AM in New Orleans. A few clouds in here tonight, but we're back to sunshine tomorrow, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Dry air is trying to filter down, and you'll notice the difference in the humidity. Also, we have those temperatures knocked down a little bit, but not a whole lot. This is a relatively weak cool front coming through. Early morning tomorrow should start off around the lower 60s in many spots, maybe a few upper 50s. Then we're headed back into a sunny sky for the afternoon and the high temperatures tomorrow around the middle to upper 70s. About the upper 70s on Friday with a cooler start up in the morning. Ralph Sanji, WGSO. Here are some things you need to know if you're asked to evacuate due to an emergency. Establish a personal emergency fund. A few extra dollars could help cover a hotel or gas cost if you're forced to leave. If you need assistance for you or your pets to evacuate, find out what resources your local emergency managers have to offer. Develop an evacuation plan now. Determine where you'd go and how to get there. Have a go kit with emergency supplies and copies of important paperwork. Keep your phones charged to receive emergency emergency alerts and warnings. Welcome to the New Orleans Dine, Wine, and Spirits Show, your daily opportunity to hear what's going on in the world of beverage and dining in New Orleans and around the world. Your host is Tim McNally. Tim welcomes your phone calls and your questions. Call 504-556-9696. Now, here's your host, Tim McNally. 
All right, here we go. We are not going to talk about what's going on in our nation's capital because I don't want to hear from anybody about that. I'm, I'm just like over the top on this news, and every day it comes out and it just seems to be slipping and sliding and we're not moving forward. Uh, I will, uh, if you don't mind, I will give the new president-elect uh, a little kudos, pat in the back, because he's moving forward despite some of the roadblocks that have been thrown in his way or lack of help that have not been offered uh, from the uh, current administration. But that's okay. You know, look, as long as we're not taking guns to each other, I'm, I don't think we have a problem. I really don't. And uh, we talk about a peaceful transition, and we pride ourselves on that, and rightly so. Uh, but um, we, we don't need to drive, you know, rub anybody's nose in anything. Let's just get through this. We've got about 70 days here to uh, to see if we can do the deal, and uh, off we go. So uh, that's uh, congratulations to everybody. It looks like there's about um, a, a lot of like millions and millions of votes separating uh, the two uh, contenders for that job. Uh, why anybody would want that job is beyond me, but uh, they fought for it, and they spent a lot of money to get it. Some of it was even their own money. Not much of it, though, I'm sure. 78 degrees in the city of New Orleans, and uh, this is one of those days when people who come to our town to visit, and there aren't as many as there used to be, hopefully we'll build that back up, and I'm sure we will, but this is one of those days where the humidity is higher than the temperature. Uh, <laughs> just you know, and we saw it this morning. For those of you that came across on the causeway, there was certainly fog out there uh, this morning, and uh, seventy-eight degree, eighty-one percent humidity. Uh, looking at a small chance of rain today, but not not anything to be concerned about. Uh, in fact, the truth of the matter is, it probably have to dry up for it to rain. We're going to be at about this temperature to, tomorrow, but without the clouds. So tomorrow should be a little more comfortable. Uh, upper 70s, mid to upper 70s. Friday, the same way. Saturday, the same way. Uh, Sunday, the same way. We're going to be up in the upper 70s. Uh, Sunday, some of the clouds are returning, so we'll probably get this humidity back. Ada, for those of you that have an interest in that, is right off the coast of Florida right now, somewhere in the Tampa area. Uh, and it looks like it's uh, being pushed over uh, to the east. Uh, it looks like it's going to go into the Florida Peninsula, uh, probably cross over, come out around uh, just south of Jacksonville, St. Augustine, uh, maybe not even as a hurricane, maybe as a uh, tropical storm uh, with some winds and rain and things of that nature. But it's all over there. We're not anywhere involved in this thing. Uh, the problem is theta, which is the next one. That's not a problem, by the way. I need to finish one thought before I start another one. The theta, which is out in the Atlantic now, is heading east uh, on its way uh, sort of back to Africa, if you will, uh, heading out that way. So that's not a problem for us. There is a bit of an issue, but we're not – thinking about it just yet, just keeping an eye on it uh, with a storm that is down in the Caribbean 
off of the coast of South America, the northern coast of South America, and it looks like it's heading into Central America, sort of following the path of Ada uh, before. But uh, uh, there is no uh, real agreement on where it's going to go after it makes landfall somewhere in uh, San Salvador and down in that area. Uh, So it's pretty far down. Uh, but, you know, Ada, of course, went down and then came, went in and then came out and then crossed over Cuba, went into the Florida Keys. So a uh, little, little strangeness here. But we are getting some cool fronts in here. Uh, and in fact, starting uh, early next week, uh, we're not going to be out of, the, out of the 60s for our high. So that does amazing things to uh, dampen these storms. And also, these storms don't like the fact that right now, right off of our coast, in fact, a pretty good distance into the Gulf, uh, it's very dry. Uh, so that would uh, explain, in a way, why Ada took the path it did and went, uh, made a, a right turn and started to go into Florida because uh, it didn't like what it saw up ahead. And the Gulf waters are cooling. So um, we've got a lot of nice things happening right now that will hopefully end this interminable hurricane season. It's just unbelievable. If you're looking for something to do tonight, uh, Amaro. We've talked about this a couple of times this week. Amaro is an herbal, Italian herbal uh, liqueur, a digestif uh, normally. But uh, what happened was happened with Amaro, A-M-A-R-O, is that it has been discovered by uh, mixologists and bartenders and people who like to make, uh, you know, have a home bar. And they like to add the Amaro to drinks because it adds a very interesting flavor. Doesn't need much of it uh, to get in there. There are several different kinds of Amaro, and a lot of uh, folks are using it in, in lieu of um, vermouth uh, in their cocktails. So, But there is a seminar tonight, and there are still, I'm told, two places left. Uh, not a lot, but two places are left uh, at uh, Grand Cru, and that starts at uh, 6 o'clock. And uh, might be a good opportunity if you don't know anything about tomorrow, you know, in a short period of time to get that information, to get that knowledge, so that you have at least a winking knowledge of what tomorrow is and how it's used, might be a good time to... Uh, to check that out and uh, see what uh, see what all the fuss is about, and you will be tasting some amaros tonight at Grand Cru. So uh, uh, the uh, wine and spirit shop in the Faubourg on Decatur Street. So if you have an interest, I, call uh, right now. I think that they uh, still are are have a couple of spots down there for this. And uh, if you haven't, you know, if you've been curious about tomorrow, here is a grand way to uh, learn about it without uh, having to go to, uh, to school uh, on that whole deal. So uh, check out uh, Grand Crew and, um, and, uh, for, for tonight. Now, also, I'm going to continue on with the story for Grand Crew. Tomorrow night is Thirsty Thursday, so they'll be having a sort of a, an event to try some uh, 